The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I am your host, Ira Wolf. I'm here with my co-host, Keith Compagna, our sponsors, Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions. And like every week, we're going to be talking with an HR and business thought leader about living and working in a world where the wired, the tired, and technology converge. Uh, we have another great show coming up, Keith. I can't tell you um, how excited I am to interview our guest today, uh, Mike Haberman. Uh, you've not met him. Uh, you just met him actually about two minutes ago, but <laughs> not officially. Uh, he has a company, Omega HR Solutions. And I was fortunate enough to meet Mike about 20 years ago through a mutual friend uh, after when I did an event in Atlanta. Uh, we've kept in touch uh, for all these years, I watched him become a highly respected leader in the HR space, especially th- within Sherm. Uh, and we met up a couple weeks ago uh, after uh, I hadn't seen we hadn't seen each other in a number of years. Uh, we were both at uh, Sherm annual conference in Vegas. Uh, he agreed to be on the the show, and uh, we're going to be talking about the conference. Um, he's got a great perspective on trends he's noticed and. We're going to pick his brain about the future of work, but before we get there, um, let's talk about what's going on in our world of Googleization. What's going on, Keith? (laughs) Hey, guys. Yeah, now I'm excited to see Mike uh, or have him on the show. It's just fantastic when we have progressive thought leaders that really have a good understanding on not necessarily what needs to happen, but what needs to happen in the future as well. Um, For me, on my side, I'm, I'm thrilled to share with you guys that... HROI, the software that I'm working to produce with the company called the ROI Shop out of Atlanta, is almost complete. And and one of the common themes that we've talked about here on the show is how HR teams really struggle, HR leaders struggle with the, the concept of building a business case and having really effective return on investment uh, offerings to put in front of their CFO. And HROI is, is set to, to take on that challenge and make it easy for them to do so. So I've been keeping busy doing that. And uh, I don't know, you weren't doing much traveling over the holiday, were you? Leave it up to you to not travel during the holidays. Yeah. Well, just a couple family, uh, a couple family things, you know, back and forth. Uh, actually attended a couple concerts and uh, so lo- local travel. You know, in and out, but not not to uh, not on the speaking circuit. So the the uh, most of the conferences are um, kind of ended until the end of August, beginning of uh, uh, September. Um, then that ramps up, ramps ramps up again. If I can talk, <laughs> I obviously lost my ability to talk since there's no conferences. Um, but uh, the uh, there's uh, you know I'm going to be at the Garden State Conference in uh, Atlanta in Atlantic City. I'm um, going to be at the uh, big one is going to be HR Southwest uh, back uh, was invited back to speak at Fort Worth. Uh, that's, uh, I think, the third awesome. or fourth biggest uh, SHRM conference that there is. And I'm doing a pre we'll, we'll, we'll be talking more about that. I'm doing the pre-conference 
um, which is a which is a first doing a full day conference on recruitment marketing and uh, and a couple other events uh, Lehigh Valley which I told you about Lehigh Valley is doing the workforce 2030 which should be fun uh, that's the senior executives uh, September 18th and uh, a couple others that I, I can't recall off the uh, off the top, but uh, it'll, it'll ramp up. So this is my catch-up time over the next couple of weeks. One of the other things just about the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show, uh, you haven't even seen it yet, but working on a, a new website. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be talking um, a little bit easier. The display expanded. Um, talking about sponsors. A lot, a lot of free resources we'll be putting up here. Um, we, we've actually got um, – I, I've – quite a few books from a lot of the people who have spoken and, and they were going to run some contests. So hopefully I don't, I can't, I don't know by next week, but definitely by the end of the month, uh, the new site will be up. So geek skeezers and Googleization. So I'm excited about that. Yes, and, indeed. Uh, and I'm planning to do a webinar, just uh, put that together and, and actually release the, the news this morning. So two weeks uh, today or two weeks, uh, Tuesday. Nice. Uh, we're uh, I'm doing one about uh, kind of a new assessment platform, a new upgraded. It's not a new assessment, but it's a new upgraded platform, and and uh, it's a lot of flexibility in it. And excited about doing that. So that's uh, so it's still busy. You know, still busy. Never, never never slows down in this uh, age of Googleization. <laughs> uh, and then this morning I just got uh, you know I'm interviewed quite a few times. Uh, fortunately. Uh, and uh, I know Mike's interviewed me several times for his blog, but um, there was a, there's a company called Clutch, and they released an, a very interesting survey about um, reskilling, retraining, learning and development, what's going on, uh, what employers think employees want, what employees actually want. Uh, as big no, no big surprise. There's a huge gap <laughs> between those two. Uh, and, uh, you know, how important uh, retraining and reskilling and learning and development. Uh, and and that, that, there's a lot of that out at, uh, at Sherm. Uh, but, uh, you know, how important that's going to be to, to not only recruit people, uh, but to retain them, uh, especially your top talent. So. And, and surprise, surprise, that's what we usually wind up talking about, right? I know with LifeWork Integration, I've been sitting in front of a lot of business leaders of all rank and file and the message resonates it's time you know the i like to think that more and more leaders are recognizing or becoming more aware of the talent market challenges that are present day and aren't going anywhere anytime soon and so yes the retention is now becoming the other side of the recruitment coin yeah, well, it's ex it's expensive, and, and and you know one of the things I did mention, and they picked it up, uh, the the writer picked it up in the article, was that I still hear people say, well, you know, we're we're not if we invest in them too early, um, you know, we're just training them for our competitors, and the problem is if you don't offer training at all, it's a, it really is a catch one too. If you don't offer training early uh, and often, uh, then they leave. Right. And where they don't even want to come in the first place. So there, there's still this and I'll be interested to hear Mike's perception on this. Um, there's still this. Um, I, I guess it's perceptions the right world word that, you know, people are only going to stay for five or seven years and, uh, you know, or, or even maybe even two or three years. So we're not going to invest in them. And, you know, 
they're actually the career paths are, you know, somebody comes, uh, expectation should be, you know, if they stay for two or three years um, and they were good employees, they had value, they may go to another company, uh, learn something new, and then they might come back or they, they go and they, they know other people that might be a better fit for your organization. Uh, companies just haven't adapted to that uh, kind of that new world, and, no, you know, no. and, and, and what loyalty mean. Lo- loyalty just doesn't necessarily mean you've stayed 30 years in the same company. I have. Go, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of people that are 25 and 30 year career employees who aren't very loyal to their company. Uh, just because they pick up a paycheck every two weeks doesn't necessarily mean they're loyal. Absolutely, and I think it's becoming louder and louder in terms of the. The noise it's making, I see out in my own personal uh, adventures. I can't wait to get Mike on because I want to hear what he's seeing in terms of the trend. Are people actually paying attention, or just for the sake of making dialogue or conversation, are we wrong? Is there something that's maybe we're looking at this the wrong way, and companies shouldn't be paying attention to? Uh, they don't have to pay attention to the the human capital that they have. Let's find out. Yeah, absolutely. So good, good segue. Um, let's bring on Mike. Let me do a proper introduction uh, to to him. Uh, Mike uh, Michael uh, Haberman. I know him as Mike. Uh, is vice president, co-founder of Omega HR Solutions. Uh, it's a consulting and services company based uh, in the Atlanta area, but I know they do work all around. Uh, they offer complete HR solutions. But Mike has gained a reputation as the go-to guy on HR compliance. Um, where most of you may know the name. I mentioned him earlier this, this morning to somebody, and they go, yeah, he, I, I get his blog. Um, he, he does a lot of blogging. Uh, he was one of the first. He's the author of uh, Human Resources Blog at OmegaHRSolutions.com. Uh, it's been recognized quite a few times in the top 25 for HR blogs. He was a Sherm 19 uh, blogger. Uh, so he got to meet and see and interview a lot of people. Um, so we, we chatted before the event, and then uh, he actually covered my, my, uh, my session uh, that was out at SHRM, uh, Keeping the Human in HR. Uh, he's, been, uh, he's also on Human Resource Executive Magazine's blog. Uh, what else? Uh, one of the top 10 digital influencers. So quite a reputation there, Michael, that you've, uh, you've developed over the years. And as I said, really excited about having you get your perspective on uh, SHRM uh, 2020 and uh, where, you know, where HR is going. Mike, welcome to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Thank you, Ira and uh, Kit. I'm happy to be here. I was... <clears throat> Chopping at the bit to jump in on uh, on that conversation. Oh, that you could have done having. it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talk about the the investment that people are putting into training and the fact that they don't want to do that because they anticipate the people are only going to be with them. Here's a, why do I want to waste all that money on companies? I mean, uh, for my company to then lose that employee and take that knowledge someplace else. And, and my response to that is, because I get that every once in a while with the consulting clients that I work with, and it's like, do you, you know, today people are so connected. There's so much reputation capital that's running around out there with uh, Glassdoor and other kinds of uh, uh, websites like that, that in the recruitment process, do you really want to have a reputation 
with people that are looking for jobs that you don't train anybody because you're afraid that they're going to leave too soon. And it's like, that's not the reputation that you want to have. You want to have a reputation for taking somebody brand new and immediately giving them all kinds of training and making them better at what they do. You're not only going to be able to keep them and keep them excited, but that, that reputation is going to get out as they talk to other people, as they uh, put things out on social media that's going to help you attract uh, candidates, people that are going to be interested in coming to work for you because of the fact that you pay more attention to them and their skill set. So it always frustrates me when I hear people say, uh, oh, well, you know, we, we don't want to put this in here uh, because these people are going to be gone in about three years. It's like, you, number one, don't you want to be all trained in that three years that they're doing it? And number two, <laughs> don't, you, don't you want to have them talking about what a great company you are? Right. Yeah, for sure. And and by the way, the survey, this article that came out, and, and I'll have it posted all around. So anybody who follows me on on LinkedIn or Twitter, um, on the website, then we'll also, I'll also post it uh, when we get this uh, this up on the podcast. Um, I'll, I'll post a link to it. But in the survey, uh, which was from Clutch uh, Company, uh, yeah, Clutch dot co. Um, is half of employees have not been offered any form of job retraining in the past year. Uh, and then 23% of the companies that do offer uh, job development opportunities do it only to, for a few employees or none at all. Yeah, yep. uh, again, just it's pretty crazy. So, so oh, go ahead. Before, wait, wait, before we go any further, I, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but I do need to make a correction. My last name is pronounced Haberman. Hobber, uh, Hobber, right. got it. Hobber, right. your, your your name won't be the first one I I buy. Oh yeah, no. Wait till he says <laughs> hey, geeks, don't worry about it. Every everybody does it. So uh, and I and I tell a story, and I probably shouldn't do this. Is the fact that if you saw the the uh, letters H A dash H A as a laugh, how would you pronounce it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. And I told somebody that and forever after that, I was ha 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 to him. Yeah. <laughs> or a ha. Yeah. In my world, it's a ha. Hey, Mr. Haberman, I have a question for you. Before we move on, and I'm sure Ira's got a lot of good questions to ask, but the, what you just described, it certainly is on what I see all the time and what, what I'll say the, the thought leaders see every day with regards to the macro elements of HR. My curiosity to you, with you is how long ago did you start seeing people paying attention to the fact, because I'm sure, you know, you gave the example of that consulting client that wasn't all into it, but I'm, I got to believe that there are people that do subscribe to the fact that the value that you have an employee is the time you have with them and you have to maximize that time. Let's do it by developing them. Let's do it by training. I'm curious, how long have you seen this noise starting to echo uh, in the hallway? I've actually seen that for quite a while, but those were, those were companies that all of us would have considered to be progressive companies. Over the average company, and, and I, you, you have to understand in my consulting business, I deal primarily with small companies. In small companies, I have seen that for a while, where small companies take – people and do some good training, but the majority of them do not. Um, and in fact, I was, as I was listening to Ira and his presentation at SHRM, 
and we're talking about artificial intelligence, I was thinking, you know, there are still a lot of small companies out there that have no idea what AI even means what, mm-hmm. and the impact that it could have on their particular organization. And, you know, I, I think we have a tendency to, uh, we get so encapsulated in our own worlds, you know, I as a blogger, me, you know, the tweeter, uh, uh, you know, somebody uses Twitter all the time, thinks that everybody uses it. I talked to so many people at the Sherman conference that are not connected on social media, that don't pay attention to that kind of stuff that we have this tendency to think that everybody's paying attention and that everybody knows all this stuff and everybody's up on this, on what AI can do. And, and, you know, Ira, given the, uh, the size of the attendance in your presentation, uh, which by the way, was excellent, uh, is, is an indication of how many people are still, Pretty uninformed about the technology out there that can improve them. So I, I think, you know, we're, we're making slow way, but you know, we still have a long way to go for the majority of companies that are starting to pay attention to uh, artificial intelligence and Googleization and the various kinds of tools that they can use to to improve their their uh, uh, you know hiring process to improve their training process. Uh, I'm getting ready to do a a webinar later today on the onboarding process. Talk about some of that, but it is, uh, you know, still, you know, so many people don't understand, you know, they're still doing paper systems. So it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. Now you say small companies, Mike, what do you mean? How would you define a small company? Small company is typically, in my realm, a company that has fewer than 100 employees, and in many cases may not even have a professional HR right. person. It's the office yep. manager, the controller that's doing that. And uh, obviously, you know, they're trying to introduce into to their part of that, the, the business world. Uh, but, you know, as far as the HR world is concerned, now they're not, not doing yep. that so much. So, and when so I was at Jumpart... For all your listeners, uh, Ira, that are going to be there uh, at your presentation in Texas, I encourage them to to go to that because your presentation was good and very eye-opening, but at the same time very realistic. So pay attention to Ira Wolf. How about it? Hey, I appreciate that. Hey, so let's talk a little bit about more about um, the SHRM conference. I mean, that was, that was actually my first uh uh, annual conference. I've been attended a lot of regional and, and locals, uh, but I have not done that. But you've got a much different perspective. How did how did you feel this one compared to maybe the first one you attended, or how you know how has the Sherm Annual evolved? Um, you know, as far as you know, topics and offerings, and and you know, what what have you seen differently? Well, my first annual conference was a long time ago in, in San Francisco. Uh, and it actually happened to be in my, my hotel when an earth occurred. So it was. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was a long, long time ago. I've been doing the auger squad uh, duties since Atlanta. So that was seven years ago, eight years ago, I forget exactly when it was. And even at that time, you know, the introduction of social media into the entire conference was a brand new thing. We had, uh, we were teaching people how to get on Twitter. We still had uh, speak or introducers. They were saying, please silence your phone. 
uh, <laughs> so we don't interrupt the speaker. Now it's or, please or take or out your phone and, and talk about me, right? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and now it's, you know, here's the hashtag for, uh, you know, here, hashtag Ira Wolf or hashtag AI or whatever it is that we want you to tweet all this information out about. But I was surprised at this conference that there are still, despite all those efforts, there are still people that are, oh, no, I don't use Twitter. I don't, I'm not on social media. And the only thing I use is Facebook for my friends. And it's like, I was telling this one woman, I said, you're, you're going to be behind the curve. You're, you're, you already are behind the curve. Your employees are using Twitter. Your employees are using social media. They're saying things about you and saying things about your company because you're not connected. You don't know what they're saying. And you're going to lose as a result of that. And she went, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. My guys are in the, my guys are in the mining business. They don't do that kind of stuff. I said, yeah, go look sometime, and you'll see, be surprised what, what's out there. So, uh, you know, so it is. That's I, I would say that's probably the major change that I have seen in the conference. Uh, obviously, in the past couple years, there's been a change in Sherm leadership, so there is a new leadership uh, direction that we're taking. Um, you know, and I, and I like the tone that they set this year as far as some of the things, inclusion that they're trying to do. They're trying to get more uh, you know, military or ex-military involved. We're trying to put an effort into getting more people that have criminal records back into the workforce. And uh, one of the things that I had put up in, in a blog post was, you know, our first speaker is, is a woman who is an older employee, and that's one of the things that they're trying to do. Uh, a woman who is, a, you know, a successful business person, uh, but she's also spent time in prison. So <laughs> she's, she may be able to produce for us a different perspective than what most of our keynoters have done in the past. And then I read a tweet from somebody that said, why is it that Sherm is having a speaker who is, is an ex-convict? And I'm thinking, lady, you didn't, you just didn't get the message in this conference <laughs> as far as that inclusion is concerned. Uh, so it was, it was interesting. I, I liked this year. You know, obviously it, it's still it's large. It's a twenty thousand person conference, which yep. for a human resources. resources conference is huge. Right. And uh, it's not compared to some of the big software conferences. My wife goes to Sales, you know, Dreamforce, Ooh. which is Salesforce.com, and you know they have one hundred and twenty thousand people show up. Uh, but for 20,000 people to, to show up, a lot of them are newbies. A lot of them are small companies. So, uh, you know, having a session like yours and Ben Eubanks where you're talking about uh, artificial intelligence, uh, I, I hope a lot of those newbies were attending your conference because that's the kind of information they need to come and get. Yeah, it was interesting because early morning, um, you know, 7.15, uh, room starts to fill up, you know, wondering, and, and it was a big room. Um, you know, I was wondering if yes, he was, was. going to be there. And as you said, I was, I was hum, you know, honored and humbled that that many people showed up early, um, standing room only by the time we left. But there was a young guy. I, well, I'm not, I'm not sure how young he was, but uh, a, a gentleman that uh, was first thing sat right in the front. Uh, and he, he turned around and he, his English uh, wasn't very good. And he pulled out his phone uh, and he pointed and he said, are you going to be talking about artificial intelligence. And I said, well, it's certainly part of the talk. He says, what is it? Uh, <laughs> and, 
And I said, if, if you're here to learn what is artificial intelligence, um, then you probably need to go to the other session that he was pointing to. Uh, but he stuck around, and uh, he had a load of questions, and I, I think part of the challenge was was the English. But uh, you were right. There, there was, you know, fortunately, I think the message got across. Um, you know, I, I wasn't talking in depth. Uh, I was talking about the concept of emotional intelligence, or not emotion, all that as well, emotional <laughs> intelligence, but artificial intelligence, and, uh, you know, how it was going to impact it. And, and frankly, uh, you know, just to, you know, talk a little bit about the, the message. When I first started, keeping the human in HR was about how artificial intelligence and other technologies was removing the, the H from HR. But as we've, you know, as, as one of my examples, and you probably remember that, Mike, we talked about it before, too. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, came came out was um, we um, the ATS, you know, I mean, it, it's been implemented, uh, but we talk about ghosting. I mean, I, I this week there must have been 15 articles about how employees, how employers got, have to stop ghosting their candidates, um, you know, just kind of ignoring yeah. them. And it's. Uh, you know, and again, so even without technology or even with little bits of technology, um, companies are, you know, basically uh, not treating people with the respect and dignity and transparency and authenticity that they need. Um, we, as, as always, uh, we just kind of blow through our, our time elements here. Uh, we're up against a break, so we're going to take a, a kind of little two-minute break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. You're listening to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Our guest today is Mike Haberman uh, from HR or from Omega HR Solutions. Uh, we've been talking about Sherm Talent, but when we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about the future of HR, where things are going. Mike's got a uh, long history in that and and a uh, really good perspective. Uh, I guess I said, we're going to take a quick break, two minutes. Uh, stay tuned. You're going to hear from our sponsors, Jobite, Success Performance Solutions. We'll be right back. <music> Behind everything you're searching for is something you're actually looking for. When you search with the real Yellow Pages, you get more than a contractor. You get a whole new curb appeal. It's not just getting directions to a dry cleaner with YP.com. It's rescuing an old favorite from the back of the closet. And it's more than finding a locksmith with YP.com on your mobile. It's getting to sleep in your own bed. Whatever it might be, there are more ways to search and more ways to find exactly what you're looking for with the real Yellow Pages, YP.com, and YP.com on your mobile, only from AT&T. What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show, powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. Jobvite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Jobvite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at jobvite.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let Success Performance Solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or 
Register at successperformancesolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, here with my co-host, Keith Compagna. Our special guest today is Mike Haberman. Uh, Mike, before we jump back in, uh, started this uh, the last couple of sessions that we've done, uh, our last last couple of podcasts that we've done. Um, are, what book are you reading? You might have picked up some or got some ideas out of Sherm. Is there anything that you're reading of note? Um, there are actually a couple of ones that I'm trying to get through. I'm actually trying to finish uh, Ben Eubanks' book on HR and artificial intelligence. Oh yeah. Uh, well, well, you, well, you know, I love that one. So I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. That, you that, that, a that, of times. that literally that transformed. Uh, my talk and and Ben uh, just for every for for uh, all the listeners, uh, Ben Eubanks uh, is going to be on the show in August. Yep. So we'll we'll be talking a lot about that. So yeah, great great book, sitting right here. Yeah, and, and then I'm reading a book. I'm I'm overdue on doing a review of it uh, on uh, <clears throat> HR, social interaction, social networks, uh, by John Hyman or no, not John Hyman. Now. I can't remember his name. I'm terrible. <laughs> it's sitting out on another table, so I can't reference it very quick. But Devin, uh, and to be honest with you, it's a it's a great book. I'm having a difficult time getting through it because it is so loaded with information that, that I keep trying to have to go back and reread. So I'm, uh, but I, I've I've actually have sort of taken a break from. Uh, doing technical reading, and I've been doing a lot more uh, uh, pleasure reading, uh, of, uh, not fantasy, but uh, fiction. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I've really gotten into naval fiction. Uh, I don't know if you ever recall the, the, the movie uh, uh, Master and Commander, Far Side of the World. That movie got me started, and I read that entire 23-book series of oh, wow. <laughs> based on the adventures of those two characters. And so it, it's so I sort of took a, a, a break from that. But <clears throat> well, I know some of the technical reading gets it gets tough, and I got I got a stack of books, uh, you know. Here, I mean, Keith always knows what my desk looks like, and I, I got a ton of books, you, you know, amongst amongst all the the, the other information that's here. Um, but you know, one one of the things that's just uh, you know crazy with it is, and and you've you've heard me say this a lot of times, and it was the premise of my book, is that science fiction is cross, you know, and reality are, are converging. <laughs> And uh, oh, yeah. so even when you're reading, you know, artificial intelligence in, a, in HR, which was Ben's book, um, you know, it, it reads like fiction of some of the things that are happening, you know, oftentimes. Yeah, for sure. Well, so I, I had, at, the, okay. at the conference, I had somebody pay me a nice compliment. Uh, Jessica Miller Merrill, who has a site called Workology. I've written blog posts for her for a number of years. And I've actually written my blog post for, for 15 years. And I early on picked up the idea of talking about technology. And she said check and reviewed all the things that I'd written for her uh, about the future of work and the future of technology. She said, 
you know, you're really one of the ones that was early in on talking about this. And unfortunately, I think I was probably too early because now everybody's doing it. And, and, you know, I think they ignored the fact that I was talking about it first. But it was, uh, uh, you know, I, I go back to when we were talking about uh, technology and HR changing the nature of the way HR people do their jobs. And that was even then at the, back at the point of having a kiosk in, in, your, in your office where people could come and enroll with benefits plans. I said having that kind of technology that now extends to artificial intelligence uh, allows you, the HR person, to get away from a transaction kind of HR to ha- going to an interactive, interaction kind of HR where you can now focus on the human in human resources as opposed to focus on the technology or the paperwork or whatever. That, that, and, and AI is just a, the further step of those, of those kiosks that we were setting up 20 years ago uh, that allow you to focus on what's happening with the people as, a, as opposed to paying attention to what's happening with the paperwork. Paperwork is still important, but that is not, in reality, in HR, that is not the, uh, that shouldn't be the focus of your job. That should be a tool that you use to allow you to focus on the people that are in your company. And, and that, to me, that just goes into the whole concept of what we're trying to do now and make uh, HR more personalized and we're paying attention to what employees need. It goes to your onboarding. It goes to, and that technology helps you uh, helps you get a handle on all of that. Hey, Eric, can I I jump in real quick here? Because this is something that's on my mind. Mike, you've been around for a good while. You've seen it all. You've heard it all. And you've probably helped a lot of it. What is it about those small business organizations? and, And in my mind, I'll take it anywhere between 100 to less than 1,000 employees for now. What is it that's keeping them from being able to take that first step forward? Because like you mentioned earlier, there are still today HR leaders, quote-unquote leaders, that don't have a Twitter account, that don't use social media to promote their employee brand. And, and Ira and I always joke about this in terms of we talk about artificial intelligence, but that's probably as far removed from – most HR departments as any one technology could be. So I'm curious from your perspective, where do you see companies taking that first step? What do they need to do to be able to get to what you, what we consider the minimum? Well, the, the, the profession is moving in that direction. And the reason we were that way as a profession to begin with is that none of us were ever trained in human resources. I, I, I got into human resources, not through, even a business class, I was studying monkeys and chimpanzees and, and couldn't make a living out of that. So I ended up going to, to work for a recruiting firm and then got into an HR department. I was never trained in HR. And a lot of people that you, you to older HR professionals, most of us do what we call fall into the position. And so there is, there are a lot of people out there that are in those positions that came up through the ranks were, uh, you know, clerical, uh, recruiting, uh, you know, supervisors who didn't want to be out on the floor anymore, those kinds of things. And we didn't have that HR education. Now that started to change. HR is 
there are a lot of degrees that are being uh, earned every year from very, very good HR departments. But those people end up getting snapped by larger companies. And sure. the small companies aren't hiring the, the people with that kind of background. Or they do hire them, expecting them to transform their little HR department. And that person becomes so overworked, so un overwhelmed by the, the old paperwork systems that it's very, very hard for them to progress with that. And, you know, for them, for a company that has 150 employees, 200 employees, uh, you're, you know, you may have a, a, uh, an administrative assistant. Uh, and for you to now try to start talking to your management that you want to have a software system that allows you to uh, connect with an employee through artificial intelligence, you know, they start seeing dollar signs that go along with that. And, and you know, you, one of the things you were talking about, Keith, is uh, HROI, uh, too, too, many, too many smaller business uh, HR people don't really know how to make that business case. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just part of that education. Now, Sherm, Sherm and other certification organizations are trying to work very hard on telling us HR people that we need to understand the business. We need to understand how to do that business case. I teach certification classes annually. And that's one of the things that we talk about. A lot of people don't understand how to, to do that business case. So I think we're running behind the curve in those small companies as far as catching up. There is a lot going on as far as artificial intelligence in larger companies, but the people that are coming out of schools that have that kind of knowledge, that have that kind of, of uh, data savvy, are going to bigger companies and not to the small companies. Yeah. I mean, just, just for the record, and, and I think important for all the listeners here, I mean, is artificial intelligence that we're talking about is really pretty basic. I mean, we're not talking about general artificial intelligence, you know, that is, that, you know, is, is, um, uh, you know, creating, not creating, but analyzing the data and thinking like, you know, equal to a human being yet. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't even exist. I mean, it will happen shortly, but we're, we're pretty much, I mean, most of the companies that were, that were even exhibiting and most of the, the people who were speaking are really talking about advanced analytics. I mean, it, it, yeah. you know, to some degree, I mean, it, it's really rather than, you know, you have all this data and people spend hours and hours and weeks probably, um, you know, putting together a spreadsheet. Well, obviously the data is collected and the technology allows you to access that data quickly and then, you know, apply a number of filters, uh, you know, uh, you know, very easily uh, to find out what are the trends, um, you know, what did, we, what did we miss and what can we forecast? But, it, you know, as far as it doing it automatically and as far as doing it at that high level, that what people envision as artificial intelligence doesn't exist. And, and HR is, is frankly not ready for it. So, you know, right. really, we're just talking about better use of data. But let me go back to something you said. I, th I thought, you know, you, when, when just a few minutes ago we were talking about the utilization of uh, social media. And you were you were surprised how many people weren't using social. You know, they might have a LinkedIn profile, but they don't use it. They they you know they stay away from Twitter. And you know, frankly, whether you're on Twitter or not, I guess is here nor there. But I, it it still shocks the crap out of me how many people don't have a LinkedIn profile or or it's not updated, um, especially in this day and age. But um, I don't know if you've been following the forum for 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 Sherm at all. 
but there was apparently a whole backlash because they did not provide paper agendas. <laughs> right. This year. <laughs> you know, that that there wasn't printed. So people went to the bag and it wasn't there. So but thinking about this, I mean, there were 20, I think close to 22,000 people there. But um, there was a mobile app, though. Well, there was a mobile app, but that's what I was saying. So there was a mobile app, which meant you had to have a smartphone. Okay, that number one requirement. You had to have a smartphone. You had to be somewhat savvy to, so you have to be tech savvy enough at least to have a smartphone. And a lot of people didn't. There was a lot of people that had flip phones or no phone where they don't turn it on or they're really uncomfortable using like they check their email and maybe check, you know, send a text, but that's about all they use it for. So there were people struggling to get the app on. There were people, now I, I will say that the, the, the user experience, and I'm pretty sensitive to that these days, the user experience from the app was just okay. You know, yeah, it, there, it, it, it took me, you know, and I, I, you know, I, I won't give myself a 10 on technology savvy, but, you know, I'm, I'm certainly, you know, I'm certainly better than average. And I, I had a tough time finding where things were. If I found it, how did I get there? How do I get back to it? But can you imagine? I mean, there is it's for for a profession that is not known as very tech savvy. They the only way that they can find out where the courses were, what rooms they were in, where the maps were. How do I get there was using an app on a smartphone and I'd, it'd be, I'd be interested to see how many people, one, don't have smartphones, two, uh, aren't very savvy using them. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it's unfortunately too, too many. And I think that's part of that is, uh, is, was that education that I, I was talking about. It is, and, 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 and people who just don't want to use it. It's not just a matter of they right. don't have it or they, you know, they just don't want to. And I think part of that is, and I don't think in a political discussion of all the crap that's going on as far as uh, <laughs> the use of, of technology it, uh, it, it running around in the world. And people who are savvy at it uh, end up quite often not working for those small companies. Uh, you know, that data analytics that you were talking about, there are very few uh, people in, in HR that talk about uh, their you know, capabilities of handling data analytics if they're applying to a small company. I, I'll give you an example. I had one of my students who's, I off at the end of the spring to look at people's resumes if they would like some feedback to it. And I, for one student, I got a resume, and up the top, they've got this box of technical skills. And the technical skills, now this is, is an older person, been in HR for a while, though. His technical skills are MS Word, you know, being able to do spreadsheets and, you know, <laughs> and other things like that, as far as, as opposed to, you know, data analytics, uh, capability, you know, of, of uh, uh, you know, experience with using artificial intelligence, didn't even mention any software packages that he has any experience with. And, you know, I told him that, you know, those are all those skills that you were talking about are the assumed you need to be talking about, uh, you know, the updated skills that you have. Right. And too many people are still in that position. Well, I, and, and it's kind of, I, I was writing an article and it, it's, it had like a million subjects in it. So I, I'm, I'm, I think I have like three articles and I'm, I'm trying to flesh it out. But in there, it, 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 it reminded me when I was writing about something in the conference. Um, 
it reminded me on my on one of the shuttle rides back. Somebody we were talking, and somebody said, "Didn't you give a presentation this morning?" On you know, and I said, "Yeah." And somebody else asked what it was about, and we talked about AI. So there were two immediate responses by two of the the attendees. One of them said, "You know, I I'm not very good at math. That's why I went into HR." Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was so thinking that, that earlier. Yeah. So that still that still exists. The other one says. You know, I don't get this artificial intelligence. It's pretty scary. And, I, and my response was, yeah, it is. And you, you should be scared of it, but you can't avoid it. But her, ne- her, her response to that was, but I don't have to worry about it because my employer is so backwards that they'll never use it. There you have it. And, and, I, wanted, <laughs> and I wanted to say is how long will your employer be around? And, you know, because she said, you know, I'll, I'll be here for the rest of my career. Um, kind of, And it's like, I had a guess maybe she was late 40s, early 50s, maybe early 50s. Is, is, if she's thinking she's going to be around for 10 years and their company doesn't believe in any technology, um, I don't know where they're going to – I don't know what industry she was in but how competitive they're going to be. But I don't know where they're going to find people yeah. <laughs> you know, by, yeah. by not using social or technology. But anyways, to, to – Get back to your question of, of why is this happening? I, I think there's just a, a big gap in the educational process that today we're turning out a lot of people with HR degrees and we're teaching them medical skills, but all there's such a demand for those people that they're getting snapped up by by big companies. And so the small and mid-sized companies, number one, probably don't have an opportunity to look at those candidates or those candidates were not quite great in those subjects and so they're not talking about the fact that they have that skill base so it's uh i think we still have a way to go i think people are at least people are starting to pay attention to what the initial ai mean and uh, uh but there's still a long way I, I i think that's one of the problems i was you know i was writing about it 10 years ago and at that time i was getting practically no response to it i was i was talking about the work of various futurists who were talking about it and not the foundation that you're seeing now. Uh, you know, but you go to the Sherm conference, and you know you can go talk to a lot of the, the big uh, software companies that have you know systems for human resources, and they're all talking about their analytics and AI capabilities. But those are you know huge systems that are enterprise kinds right. of level, yeah. and uh, small companies aren't, aren't going to look at that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so so Mike, we're we're about four minutes from wrapping this thing up. Um, okay. So I got one final. I got a question, and then um, kind of let everybody know how they can get a hold of you, how they can read your blogs. What you know, you've been, you you've been doing this for a long time. You said this is this is. Uh, you didn't give me a number, but you've attended many many of these sessions. You, right. You've been in the HR space. Was there anything that you left this conference feeling really excited about? Uh that sort of sums it up. <laughs> know, no, I would say probably not a, from a subject matter, not so much. Uh, or a trend I, or I, just a, a kind of an emotion, uh, you know, something. Well, on, on the emotion part of it, I, you know, I came away with that feeling that there are a lot of young people in the, in the profession who are excited about being in the profession. And that was actually refreshing and encouraging to see. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I was, uh, I, I would say, you know, or a couple people, middle, maybe mid-career, older career, um, you know, came up to me 
uh, you know, afterwards. But I, I would I would there was like six or seven students, interns, young people that uh, flooded me right afterwards. And, you know, hey, I want to keep in touch. How can I do that? Can I call you? Um, and that's that's exciting. I mean, it's exciting when somebody was listening. Um, but right. but even more so is to see their enthusiasm for this. It's like, hey, you know, here's somebody who got it. And this is why we came to the profession. And we're really excited about moving it forward. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, how can uh, how can people read about you, get in touch with you, contact you? The primary way is my website, which is omegahrsolutions.com. The front page of that is is my blog. Uh, I haven't been writing on it here recently because of the conference, and I was away from that, and then I took a little bit of vacation. Uh, but I'm getting ready to start doing all my posts about my impressions of the conference and reliving some of that. So there will be more reading material up there. But even without that, you can go back and take a look at the last 15 years' worth of stuff that I've written. <laughs> and uh, – and, and, yeah. and then you'll find a half, a half a dozen or so with uh, that we that you and I have talked and ever, all the way yeah. back from the perfect labor storm. I think that was the first time. Yeah. You know, we yeah. chatted and then about geeks. Well, the original geek skeezes and Googleization, the book, which was right. 10 or 11 right. years ago. And, the, and now uh, recruiting in the age of Googleization and keeping the human in HR and all those things. You've, so, all, you've always been an interesting topic to write about because uh, – Number one, you and I are relatively the same age, and uh, you know we're two geezers that, that appear to get it. So I'm glad that uh, we have uh, a common interest there. Uh, I am on Twitter. I am on uh, just my name, uh, Mike Hoberman. At Mike Hoberman is my Twitter handle. I've been there for a long time too. I've got twenty something 30,000 tweets that you can go, you know, take a look at if you want. Yes. I am on uh, LinkedIn and have been there for a while as well at 2,500 yep. contacts plus. So it is, I've been around in the social media for a while and. Uh, well, we'll make sure to, we'll, we'll have all those things listed in, in the podcast yeah. when we got it. And then so. the new website that'll be coming up, we'll have that listed and, and any additional resources you want to provide us. So. Hey Mike, it, it, this is this has been a blast. It's gone fast. I always our, our talks are always we, we have so much to talk about in too short a period of time. So we'll we'll have to do this again uh, over the time. But you've been listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. Uh, we've been talking with Mike Haberman from Omega HR Solutions. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Mike, uh, for joining us today. It's You're been a pleasure, Mike. Okay. Quite and, welcome, Keith. It was a pleasure meeting you as well. Thanks. And thanks again to all the listeners. Uh, we're always interested in hearing what's on your mind. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we'll be excited to get the new website up. We'll have a big comment section there. You can let us, uh, Keith or I, know on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, any of the other social media platforms. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor, just sharing a few thoughts, uh, please let us know. Uh, you can also listen to the past shows at the uh, geekskeezersandgoogleization.com. Uh, thanks again to Jobvite and Success Performance Solutions. Don't forget to join us next week, Wednesday, every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, W4CY.com, where you can catch us on any of your favorite podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, you name it, we're probably there. Until the next episode of Geek Skeezers and Googleization, this is Ira Wolf and Keith Campagna. Don't let the shift hit your plan. <laughs>